0: up y'all welcome back to half the battle it's me daniel levy your host we're gonna be talking ufc utah ufc slc yair rodriguez versus alex bruce leroy Caseras. so uh let's break down this whole card at the very end you know i'm celebrating the one year anniversary of half the battle so i gotta thank you guys for sticking with me for a whole year so the official one year anniversary episode comes out monday it's gonna be stacked but at the end of today's show, I'm going to just list all the guests I've had as a thank you, you know, for sticking with me because I really appreciate it. So let's start at the bottom of the card, man. We got Justin Ledette. Oh, shit, this line is flipped. We got Justin Ledette. He's minus 120. And the comeback on Chase Sherman is plus 110. Actually, I take that back. Sherman's always been the dog. So the deal with Ledette, I kind of like him because. You know he's got that Diaz brother style of boxing. The long punches. He'll mix in the hook to the body. He'll throw his hands up in the air, be like, "What's up, motherfucker?" He likes to fight, and then he finishes most of his fights via submission. So that's a lot of fun to watch. Now with Chase Sherman, you know he's a uh, he's actually a heavyweight. The problem with Ledet is he could fight at two hundred five. This guy weighs two hundred thirty pounds. So you know I think he should drop a weight class, and we just saw them on the scales. Chase Sherman's way bigger. Not that the bigger guy always wins, but at heavyweight, when you got, you know, 30 extra pounds, it's going to go a very long way. You know, in some of the lighter weight classes, if you were 30 pounds, you know, heavier than your opponent, that's almost like going up two weight classes. So I got I got Chase Sherman here, man, and we'll see what happens. May the best man win, right? So next up, the featured fight pass prelim. We got Cub Swanson versus Tatsuya Kawajiri. Now, Cub Swanson's currently... Minus 305, and the comeback on Tatsuya is plus 275. Now, I played the under 2.5 in this fight because what I think is going to happen is Kawajiri is going to come out relentless. He's going to try to take down Cub Swanson. He's going to be diving on those legs, but the altitude is a big factor here. The altitude is going to gas out Kawajiri. So either Kawajiri is able to tap out Cub Swanson in the first two rounds, or he gets knocked out in the first two rounds, regardless I think that under two and a half is going to hit It was plus money. We got to go for it. I know Cubs on the way out. You know, when fighters go through that second jaw break, and we talk about it all the time, man, you know, that first jaw break. okay, you come back, you overcome adversity, you become a better fighter. That second jaw break. that's when you start to think, man, if it happens one more time, I'm going to retire. But uh, I saw the look in Cubs' eyes. I think he's back for this fight. I think he's going to knock out Tatsuya. But if he doesn't, get tapped out in the first uh, two and a half rounds. You know what I mean? Let's cash that under two and a half next up and just so you guys know I'm, I'm following uh the order best fight odds gave me so it might be out of order but you know just bear with me we got David Timor, he's minus 160. The comeback on Jason Novelli is plus 150. Now, uh, David Timor was on that tough season with uh, Conor McGregor. You know, he's the guy that told Cody Garbrandt, he's like, you better change your underwear because I'm about to fuck you. <laughs> that, that that was a hilarious moment. But, uh, you know, in his UFC debut, he takes on Martin and No disrespect to Spenson, but, you know, he's not really a UFC caliber guy. And, uh, Getting a win like that isn't that big of a deal. With Jason Novelli, he w- did go to a draw with Yostani Sedania. but if you actually go back and watch that fight, that shit was no draw, man. He clearly beat Sedania. It's funny. I messaged him after the fight. I was like, dude, I wouldn't even worry about that draw because you're coming to the big show, and here he is coming to the big show. So I got Jason Novelli for the upset here. Now, next up, we got Marcin Tibura. He's minus 125. The comeback on Victor Pesta is plus 115. Now, Marcy Tibura dropped his UFC debut, but something I really liked about him was the fact that, yeah, he did lose the first two rounds. And with a lot of guys that get discouraged with Marcin Tibura, he came back and won that third round against Tim Johnson. So now I think that since he got that experience under his belt, he's going to come back a lot stronger. Now with Victor Pesta, you know, he's relentless. He likes to grapple. He's a takedown machine, but that's not going to work well in the altitude. He might get the takedowns in that first round. This guy is historically known for gassing. So if you're known for gassing, you shouldn't be fighting an altitude, man. And uh, he's going to gas himself out, either get finished or lose the decision. So I got to go with uh, Marchine Tibora here. So next up, we got Teruto Ishihara. Teru, he's minus 230. The comeback on Horacio Gutierrez it is plus 210. Now, uh, in Horacio's last fight, you know, he got grinded out all three rounds. That's that's the only thing people talk about, right? But if you actually go back and watch that fight, I mean, his stand-up, he leaves a lot of openings, man. He was open to the left hook. He was open to the overhand right. What kind of weapons does uh, Ishihara like to throw? The left hook, the overhand right, the uppercut. I understand it's an altitude, so Ishihara might gas. But look, man, he gassed out against Mizuto Hirota. That guy's a motherfucking vet of the sport. This kid uh, Horacio is 2-2. Two and two. Not that records mean shit, but... Four fights total? I mean, he he's not experienced enough in the spot. But you know what? If he's going to win, I, I play the under one and a half. So someone get knocked out here. I think uh, Taruto is going to knock out Horacio. You know, it's funny. Uh, if you look at Taruto's wins, and, and it's funny. I use statistics on this one. He has a 75% rate of hitting the under one and a half in his wins. That, that's pretty damn good for me to take that chance at plus money. So I took it. Someone get knocked out in under one and a half. Next up, we got Court McGee. He's minus 210. The comeback on Dominique Steele is plus 190. I was at Dominique Steele's last fight versus Danny Hot Chocolate. Dude, that was a close fight. It could have gone either way. You know, the fight starts off, and uh Dominique Steele drops him with a beautiful 3-2. And then he drops the second round. And in the third round, you know, it's up for debate who won that who won that round. Now if this was not an altitude, if this was not in Utah, I'd be betting a house on Dom Steele. But the fact that it is, and he's another one of these guys that likes to push a serious pace, he might gas himself out. But Court McGee, don't, don't get it twisted. He's completely done. You know, Even if he wins this fight, I'm going to look to fade him his next fight because the end is very near. I think he only has maybe one to three fights left completely in his career. That's it so this might be the time that he goes down again just like he did against uh, santiago but man i just wish it wasn't in utah with the altitude i mean the dude lives in utah so you know he's acclimated to it it's not going to be an issue for him with dom t Steele. you saw in the scales he's in great shape so i might play it anyways for now i'm going to pass we'll see how these unders go and then maybe i'll take that shot on dom Steele. you know people think he's a jobber but look man he's got a lot left in the tank Compared to Court McGee, like I said, Court McGee has only got maybe one to three fights left, max. With Dom T. Steele, you know, he has been knocked out a lot, but, you know, he's a young kid. He's only 28, right? And his UFC debut goes out there against Zach Cummings. You know, there's no shame in losing to that guy. Then the very next fight knocks out Dong Young Kim, the the maestro, not the stun gun. And then the next fight, like I said, against hot chocolate. You don't just go out there and drop hot chocolate and be the first man in MMA history to take him new decision. And that's what Dom Steele did. So I think he's poised for victory here. But the reason I'm not jumping all over the line, like I said, that altitude, man. Court McGee lives in Utah. It's tough to bet on. Now, next up, we got Danielle Taylor versus Marina Moroz. Marina Moroz is minus 270. The comeback on Danielle Taylor is plus 230. You'll see that stare down? You'll see that size difference? Okay, so Marina Moroz has got about – a foot of height and, like, a foot reach advantage. Uh, you know, it's funny. Marina Moroz is a legit strawweight, and Danielle Taylor is a fucking atomweight. Is that, is that the weight class that, that's below strawweight? You guys can correct me on this one. But, uh, yeah, Danielle is simply too small. And, and that's the bottom line. You know, I know she's knocked some chicks out in the past, but th- this is the big show. This is the UFC. You know, uh, people make uh, that reference to Marina getting dropped by Valerie Letourneau. I mean, Valerie's a big chick. I mean, you saw her fight at 125, her last fight. So there's no shame in going down to someone like that. And she still got back up, and she also tapped out JoJo Calderwood. So for all you parlay heads here, maybe take a look at Marina for me. You know, you know, I don't, I don't fuck around like that. But, hey, if you want to parlay Marina, go for it, man. I think she's going to cash. So next up, we got Joe Gelati. It's not Gigliotti. It's not Gigliotti. It's Gelati, the capo. Joseph Gelati, he's minus 125, he's taking on Trevor Smith, who's plus 115, y'all see that size difference? Dude, I gotta go with Trevor Smith here, because look, I always, always look to fade Power MMA, it's the worst gym in the sport, they have a terrible record, not just in the UFC, but outside the UFC, you see that kid Darren Caldwell come in as a minus 1500 favorite against Joe Time Anglo. man, I wish I followed my Fade Power MMA rule for other leagues because I should have taken that plus 1,000 on uh, Joe Time like my boy the MMA genius told me to for like the l- last couple months. But, uh you know, I... Uh I put out this tweet. I was like, so is minus 1,500 Darren Caldwell really as good as you guys say he is? And everyone was like, what are you talking about? He's fucking amazing. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, I'm not even going to deal with the shit. I'm just going to sit back and watch. And you saw the shots he was shooting from a mile away. Well, Joseph Gelati trains at that gym, guys. And uh, if Trevor Smith is going to lose this fight, he's going to get knocked out in the first minute or so, which he is known for. You know, a lot of his losses have come in under a minute via knockout. So he's got to avoid that early blitz. If he avoids that early blitz, he grinds out Joe Gelati. So I got to go with Trevor Hot Sauce here. That UFC experience and that size is going to be a big factor in this fight. Next up, we got Santiago Ponzanibio. He's minus 115, Genchi Boa, and Zach Cummings is plus 105. A lot of money is coming on Cummings, rightfully so. You know, it feels weird when, you know, when a lot of people like the same dog that you like because, as you guys know, there's no strength in numbers in this game. But hopefully, this is one of those rare exceptions where you guys are right. And uh, hopefully, we catch the Zach Cummings play. You know, the thing with... Santiago Ponzinibbio, Genchi Boa, man, those straight punches are beautiful, right? Like he's got laser beams, but you know, it's not just the punches, it's the kicks too. He's got great kicks, he's got heart, he's got composure, but he's very hittable. He gasses out in the altitude, it's not going to go so well because with a guy like Zach Cummings, he's known for his durability, he's known for pushing that pace, he's known for his cardio. And he went out there against Nick Dalby. And 30-27. You don't just go out there. One doesn't simply 30-27. Nicholas Dalby. Nick is so good at playing the game he plays, that point karate game. So to outpoint a guy like that, that's a big deal. So just don't get knocked out in the first round. Take in the deep waters, and you can catch this upset victory. So I'm going with Zach Cummings here. But, you know, Santiago will be back. He's a great fighter. He's going to knock a lot of dudes out in the UFC. If he knocks out Zach Cummings, man, hey. Props, man, you know, it, look, look, man, this is a long-term game. So if, if, you know, if I if I take an L, it's not that big of a deal. I'm going to bounce back next week. May the best man win. But that durability, that cardio, and look, so Santiago's got the beautiful straight punches, right? But this is not a boxing fight. We got the kicks. We got the takedown, the clinch. We got the grind, the pace, the durability, the cardio. So let's let's utilize that, Zach, and let's take this dude out. Next up, we got Talos Leches. He's minus 155. The comeback on Chris Camozzi is plus 145. Now, look, this is a bad matchup for Camozzi. I understand that. However, I do think Talis is on his way out, man. And, uh, you know, he hasn't won since USADA. I'm not not insinuating anything by that. It's just a fact. It is a fact. Look it up. And uh, with uh, Chris Camozzi, you know, ever since he got on that level playing field, he's been winning, man. And he's been cashing as a dog every single time. And you know what's cool also is that he trains in higher altitude than Utah. So that's really fucking good, man. So he probably drops the first round, right? The second round is pivotal. We have to win that second round. Did did I say pivotal? Yeah, I said it right. The second round is pivotal. We have to win that second round, and if we do, we'll go on to win the third and cash uh, that Chris Kamozzi underdog play. You know, I I see people disrespecting Kamozzi, calling him bumozzi, saying he can't hang. I I think you guys are uh, are disrespecting him, and it's. You know, you shouldn't do that. He's going to cash as the underdog here, I'm hoping. And uh, I took that shot, one unit. Next up, we got Dennis Bermudez. He's minus 235. The comeback on Honey Jason is plus 215. Once again, I always look to fade Dennis Bermudez. I mean, look, he gets dropped every fucking fight. There's no exceptions here. And I'm not just talking about, you know, against guys like Jeremy Stevens or guys like Max Holloway. I'm talking about against guys like Tommy Hayden, Matt Grice. I mean, how do you get dropped against those guys, you know? So with uh honey jason people are like oh he, he he failed his drug test so his physique's gonna look different i was like dude you know he he pop for diuretics you just need to get your shit together because you know diuretics don't affect your physique just in case you uh you guys didn't know that look i think honey's gonna find a way to win whether it's the flying knee whether it's the triangle choke the arm bar the guillotine whatever it takes man just go out there and uh catch this guy because Bermudez is coming in here overconfident. He thinks he's going to run through Honey Jason. I don't know if you heard his interviews. He said he, he's got an easy Brazilian task against him. And uh, we'll, we'll see how easy uh, Honey Jason is. Yeah. Now, next up, we got the main event of the evening, man. This shit's flown by. You know, it's funny. When I don't have guests, I go through it so quick. It's like my boy, I rock Starsy, with those quick picks. Now, I got to give a shout-out to my boy. A little brush off of the shoulders. We got Yair Rodriguez. He's minus 290. The comeback on Bruce Leroy Caceres is plus 260. Now, I'm not one of these bandwagon, you know, Yair Rodriguez fans. (laughs) I've been down with Yair since his fight with Morales. I cashed that plus 200 against Charles Rosa. I've been down with this motherfucker a long time. I've seen the things that other people see in him. He is a future world champion. Trust me on this. Yair Rodriguez does things that other people don't do. And uh, with Bruce Leroy, he's really damn good too. It's just he's not good enough for Yair. And I think he's going to get caught here, whether it's the flying – Fucking roundhouse kick, whether it's the triangle choke. Once again, I'm naming weapons that other people on the card had. But what's so cool about Yair is, you know, you see a guy like Showtime Pettis and you know, he'll throw the occasional spin kick, the occasional, you know, flashy shit with Yair. It's every other move, you know, like other dudes throw jabs, Yair's throwing flying shit. So Fuck, how can you not love watching him fight? With Bruce Leroy, I was at his fight with uh, Cole Miller. He whooped that ass. man. he took Cole Miller to school and owned him, but this ain't no Cole Miller. This ain't no journeyman on his way out of the game. This is Yair, El Pantera, Rodriguez. Look, Yair will eventually lose. They all eventually lose. No one is exempt from that first UFC L. But do I think this is going to be that time? I do not. I think that Yair is going to go out there and either knock out or submit Bruce Leroy. So my plays are the under... On the Cub Swanson fight, the under on the Taruto fight, and Cambodian Cummins. All I need is two of these plays to win, and we have another winning night. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, since this is you know the one-year anniversary of half the battle, I just want to give a quick thanks to all the guests I've had over the over this one year. Man, it's been fucking amazing. You guys just sticking with me. I really appreciate that. So let, let, let's start. The thank yous, James Lynch, Bob Voss, the West True UK fan. Carlin Bardsley, Andrew the Clown, K. Lawrence, James Vick, Joey G, Sam Reeves, Cody Saftik, Nick Baldwin, Adam Martin, C.R. Baja Drazada, Lewis Smolka, Go Paulo, Nate Miller, Chaz the Scrapper, Skelly, Sean Carey Tattoo, Izzy Garcia, Mike Biggie Rhodes, Anthony Burchak, Kevin Lee, Marlon Chito Vera, Benny Daryush, Ray Borg, Robin Black, Patrick Wyman. Imad Ahmad, Paul Shag, Kyle Marley, Merbeck Tysumov, Jimmy Rivera, The Clown Kid, Will Martin, Kyle Rock Starzy, Tashchuk and Fischl, and I already mentioned uh, Vic and Smoke. It's funny, I've had these motherfuckers on my show so many times, I, I can uh, name them a couple times. Nicholas Dalby. Man, so many people to thank, right? Chaz the hybrid Walton, Jamar Whitehead, John Gooden, Darren Till, Kenny Robertson, Carlos Diego Ferreira, Matthew Immortal Brown, fucking Dan Kenny from Suicide Silence. Man, had a lot of guests, right? I gotta thank all you dudes. I'm not leaving anyone out. I'm I'm gonna keep going, man. I got a lot of people to thank here. Will Martin, my boy from Scotland, we gotta thank him. He's he's the fucking man. Benjamin Abrigo, Marlon Chito Vera, Jimmy Rivera, Danny Kelly. Dan Kelly, excuse me, because I got a boy named Danny Kenny, so you know I'm going to fuck that up. Sam Alvey, MMA Genius, my homie. I fucking love that guy. Paul Shag, Carlin Barsley, Tim Johnson, the mustache, you know what I'm saying? The Clown Kid, Nick, Jose Shorty Torres, Kendrick Myrie, Dre the Bull, Charles Rosa, Pat Healy, the crew over at Shamrock, Dustin Kramer. The crew over at Lion Fight, Scott Kent, Travis Clay, Julio Pena, Jordan Rinaldi, CB Gold from MMA Roasted, and Adam Hunter from MMA Roasted. You know, Adam Hunter has always been a cool dude to me. And I know a lot of people talk shit. Adam Hunter's the fucking man. Now, uh, we're at the tail end of these thank yous. Let's get down to it. Nutrition, Bilal Muhammad, Desmond Green, all the crew at Titan FC, Jeff Aronson, Jay-Z, Calvicante, Diego Lima, Stevie Ray, John Howard, Antonina Shevchenko, the sister of Valentina Shevchenko, Damian Brown, Michael Hill, Des Green, Tony Martin, Jason Knight, that dude was cool as fuck, right? And uh, Freddy Asunsa. There you have it, folks. Abdiel Velasquez, thank you so much for checking out this very special edition of Half the Battle. Best of luck with your plays and enjoy the fights. Also, this Monday, tune into this very stacked edition of Half the Battle. I'm telling you, it's stacked. Enjoy the fights, y'all.